Hey everyone, I'm here, I'm here, Aisha Hogan from I Got This, and I am the visionary and founder of iAwesome, the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery, as well as a holistic and spiritual life strategist. Um, my love is helping people into a better version of themselves, whatever that looks like for them, and that's when I feel like I've done my job. So today... I'm here with one of our amazing authors, Diana Kearns, from a book that we have all collaborated on called From Bottom to Top. And as you can hear in the title of the book, From Bottom to Top, what does that mean? So from bottom, you know, that moment in your life where you felt like things were raw, where you felt exposed, where you felt like, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to get out of here. And I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. So those moments and what you did and what each one of these wonderful authors did to turn their life around so that they are now headed towards the top. And the purpose of this book, the purpose of From Bottom to Top is to let people know that they have options. Even in the most darkest, dankest, daunting time of their life, there are still other things you can be doing. And in that moment that you said, I've done everything. I know I've done everything. I can guarantee you that you haven't because had you done everything, you would have found your way out. So just letting you know that sometimes we don't know what they are, but somebody else does. So Diana, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very blessed to be able to be a part of this. I'm very excited I today am an empowerment coach. I'm the founder of Empowered Fearless Females on social media. And I do that basically my main mission is to have to empower women to understand and recognize, which is so important to me, their power within to gain the insight over their instilled fears and self-doubt. That is a great mission. Love that. That's amazing. And what's the what's the name of the chapter in your book and from bottom to top? The middle child. <laughs> my, yeah. sister will, my sister will want to read that. The middle child. Awesome. Awesome. So now we're not going to go too much into, you know, what led to your bottom because that's, you know, that's the chapter. So we want people to read that. But what I'd like to ask you is when did you know that you'd hit your bottom? What were the signals? What were the signs that said, okay, I think I'm in trouble. You know what, to be very, very honest, when I was probably in my teens, because being a middle child, and I know that's a saying, whether some believe it or not, but for me, when I was in my teens, I started truly recognizing I had such poor self-esteem. I had, you know, fears about everything. My self-worth was completely diminished. My body image was gone. And I started recognizing I was going down such terrible paths in my life because I didn't know better. You know, when you're a child, you're a sponge of your, as you grow up and I didn't know better. So what I knew is how I acted. I chose to isolate myself. I chose to do, go down the wrong paths and do everything that was terrible where I ended up finding myself ill physically ill, emotionally starved, and going, and my life was basically going downhill where I was suffering from it. 
And that's when I knew that there had to be a change. And then it went on with all that trauma of my life and my experiences, everything was okay. I thought everything was okay. Emotional, verbal, physical abuse was just part of my, my reality. And I would, and of course I'm very spiritual today. And I pray to my God every single solitary day. And I know that he guided me to do, to take the steps to help me because my, I cannot give up on my life. No, no. And my life did move on. I mean, there's so much more. I mean, today I'm grateful today because I have a beautiful daughter, but then it was like, I cannot survive like this. I cannot be at the time raising my daughter by myself as a single mom. And I'm, what am I? I'm, I'm so diminished internally. How can I possibly, because I think today's youth always is priority. So I knew I had to do something because there was nothing left of me. How can I give if I don't have? Exactly. Yeah, that's a lot. And we don't realize what we do have. You know, we know that later. We know yes. that later. But in that moment, it's like, you're right. It's a scary place to be. And sometimes the people that are around us are the ones that have caused it. So we feel like we don't have a place to turn. So, and, and you know, our world, especially when we're younger, is, is, is so much smaller than it is now that we, we look and we look and we don't seem to find a place to go. So I, I totally get that. So at what point, what made you decide? What made you decide, you know, enough is enough. I cannot move on like this. Like, this is not a good place for me to be. I can't stay here. And what made you decide to start to rise up? And what did you do? What was the first thing you did? What made me decide was, I, I remember it specifically just being alone, having my infant in her room, and just crying and crying and crying and praying and knowing that I had to make a change of my life. And that's when I knew that I have to, I have to do something about it. No matter what it took, it did not matter what I had to do to get better. I went to church, spoke to pastors about it. I took on two jobs while raising my daughter to go back to school to educate myself on exactly what it is because I knew that I could not even see other women, go, that there's no way other women can go through this. When I, I needed to change who I was, I had to. So I went back to school to become educated on it. I prayed about it. That's, that's my saving grace was just praying and praying. I looked at what I did have that which was for me having to have been my daughter. That was, I felt at that moment, that was my only re real existence for even surviving. And I had to take the steps needed no matter what it was. And I didn't care. I truly didn't care, but I couldn't live the way I was living anymore. Right. So that's, it, it was that I had to, raise my daughter properly, that I would do what I had to do. And I did. No matter what it took from me, I did. I started taking care of me. I started eating again, which is all written down. <laughs> you know, I started taking care of myself. I started praying and saying, and doing the right things, reading and reading and reading. Oh my goodness, was I reading books on, you know, 
self-care, self-love, everything. But I had to do it. And I knew that that was the only way. And that's what, that was why and what, and so I did continue doing that. What would you say is the, the book that, you know, a lot of people read books, as you can see, I've got like a, oh. a library of shelf help books here. I call them shelf help books. because <laughs> So um, what was, what was the book? Like, you know, we all have the book or a couple of books that really, you know, if we were going to tell someone you need to read this book, you know, what would you say, which book was the one that really played a big part? for you for me it was the book self-help and self-love and I also read Alcoholics Anonymous the big book so self-help and self-love who was that written by oh I actually I'd have to go run in my bedroom I don't have the author I don't I don't I'm sorry that's okay that's okay all right that's okay um so Right now, so you're helping all these women, which is amazing. And, you know, you read all these books, which is great. And it's funny because some people read books and they have those moments where they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds really great. I got to do that. And then they and then they don't because there's no one there to motivate them. And then there's no one there to help them do those things on a consistent basis and take action. So. What tip do you think that you read? What strategy? What what was it that sort of in one of those books that clicked that went, this is it, like this is the piece, you know, like we all have them where we go, oh yeah, this was great. I got to do this. Like this is this is the thing I've got to do, right? And can you remember what that might have been? That for me, what really stuck with me was that. I am co-creator of my life. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that because I have the power within me. I can either choose to hold hold on to it with gratitude or remove it and not pay attention. And who am I harming? I'm harming myself. I have to, I had to remember, and I kept saying that. I kept saying, Deanna, you are in control. You have a choice about where you're going to go in your life. And my choice was to move forward, to be happy, to love who I am. I didn't, I didn't worry any longer about outside what the thoughts of others were. Because how can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself? Very true. And that's what I realized. How can I say, I love my daughter, I love this person, if I can't comfortably say, I love me? And that is what I really had to understand in order to move forward. It's interesting. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I'm going to take it one step further here, which a lot of people, when you say it, they're going to go, oh, I didn't realize that. Right. So, or I didn't think about that, but, you know, for traditionally we've been raised, you know, especially, you know, and, you know, when I was young and stuff and we were raised that, that call him God, Allah, Buddha, uncle Bob, whatever that, that, that name <laughs> is, is something that's outside of you. Right. You know, you codependent. But the one thing that 
we are now are beginning to realize is that we are that, you know, before you couldn't say I am God, right? Because that would, that would be blasphemous, right? But we are. And the one thing that I, that clicked in for me, and I'm sure it clicked in for a lot of other people was, how can I say that I love God and then not love myself? Because that's, that's a, that's, that's being a hypocrite. You can't love God and not love yourself because you are God. So it's like, I can only believe in God as much as I believe in myself. And I can only love God as much as I love myself. And I can only have faith in God as much as I have faith in myself. Right. And that was huge for me. And it was, it was also this prayer that I would say, say, you know, every day is I love you as, as I love myself. Absolutely. And I believe in you as I believe in myself. And I have faith in myself because I have faith in you, right? And so it started making me understand that I am one. We are one. We can't just say the words we're one with God. We can't just say the words we're a one united spirit or a one united universe and then act separate. That is so great. That's exactly how I feel. Exactly what I believe. And every single morning when I wake up, not only do I, I say thank you, of course, but I say, thy will be done. We are working together. We are together with our path, my path, because you know what? We're never alone. No, and the ultimate path, our ultimate path is all the same. When you think about it, we all want a better place. I mean, I would hope that most people want that. I mean, when you think about where do you want your path to take you when you're contributing, what is it that, what's the end game? It's generally the same end game, like, as you know, said different ways, but it's the ultimate purpose. Exactly. So we're all working towards the same thing. We're just working there to get there differently. Exactly. Right. So what's the best piece of advice? What, what tip is it that you love to give out the most? Like you find is the most powerful strategy or tip that you like to tell people? Well, uh, what I love to tell them is, Remove the fear to gain freedom, you know, trauma to triumph. Don't always move forward. I tell, I tell the women that I speak to all the time, empower yourself, be authentically you. Don't, don't worry about what you think, especially with social media. Be oh, you. Yeah. oh it's terrible. It is so terrible what it does, especially to the youth today. Yep, it tells them how to look, how to feel, how to whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Base, who says you're supposed to look and feel like that? Who said? <laughs> you know what? I, said that? <laughs> I, I suffered with that for so, so many years. So what I love to tell the women is believe in you. Be authentic. If you need to know how to or what path to take, let's look at it. Let's... Go over the old patterns and behaviors that have been instilled in you. But no matter what, be who you are. And that is what I, I truly believe in. I don't, I don't worry today what others might say about me or think of me. Because all I know at the end of the day, I am me. I was guided every moment of my day to be who I am. Whether right or wrong for someone else, it doesn't matter. Oh, because I said someone else, we're all connected anyways. At the end right? Of the day. 
And, you know, that kind of makes me think of one today, too, that I want to share with people as we bring this to a close. And thank you so much, Deanna, for for being a part of the the book and, and for sharing your story and all your wisdom here today and all for the wonderful people that you're helping. And, you know, my piece of little tip is going to tell people to pause. You know, we are so in a rush all the time that you just have to throughout the day, just pause, pause, breathe, and be aware of what's going on around you instead of like living in a tunnel and running. Like, you know, we forget to pause. It's funny you say that because I always say, I call it pondering moments, but I always say every evening or when it's convenient for you, find that quiet time to stop, reflect, do a moral inventory of the day, let go, embrace the day and be grateful. But when you said pause, that's exactly what I call it pondering moments, but I say the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. We have to pause. We're so, where are you going so fast? Like just (laughs) slow down for a second. And you know, a friend of mine is one of the teachers at the academy that I have. And he says, he does his pausing sometimes just at red lights. (laughs) He's there at the red light and he's just paying attention to the sounds around him and the colors around him and, and, and his breathing, you know, and we just don't pay attention to our breath. And in that pause, it's, it just brings you right to now. And the one thing you want to know about anxiety is that anxiety is rarely in this moment. Anxiety is usually between this moment and the past or this moment and the future. It's, it's between you and some other time that you're either worried about something that happened or you're thinking about what if this happens? So if you just stay here in this moment and pause. The present. <laughs> right, just stay right here. You will find a lot of that will be take care of itself. You know, just to stay yes. here, focus on your breath. And if you don't know how to stay here, breathe and pay attention to it and you'll be right here. Exactly. Because everybody's so busy worrying about what happened or what's to come. But we we have the moment. This is all we're guaranteed is our present. Yep, absolutely. So enjoy the present because it'll be gone in a second. So (laughs) just enjoy your present. And that's also where joy lives. You know, joy is in the present. It's not from before and you can't plan for joy. Joy is one of those emotions that's right here, right now. So if you don't stay present, you're missing out on joy, right? So just keeping all of that in mind. Thank you again, Deanna, for being with us. Thank you for being in the book from bottom to top. And uh, just thank you for your passion about life. Thank you so very much. This was such a pleasure, such a refreshing pleasure. Thank you so much. And see you again and hear you again on the next episode of I Got This.